This is 40K Today. So much 40K news, it's getting its own box set with a brand new John Damaris model. Hello and welcome to a special Best of 40K Today. Monday through Friday, we are your daily 15-minute news, views, and interviews deep dive into the whole hobby of Warhammer 40,000. Today, we bring you a selection of our favorite interviews. We have to say a massive thanks to our friends at Frontline Gaming for having us on a Saturday. If you like what you hear, give us a listen during the week at 40ktoday.com, or you can find us via your favorite podcast player. Just search 40K Today. I'm your host, John Damaris, and today on the program, hashtag new 40K. Stephen Box and Mikey Herbert swing by to talk Tablegate. Those two have been having an online discussion about (laughs) whether you should cut your table mats down or not, and we get into it. Jim Vessel takes a break from his wonderful painting and stops by to give us some great tips about the new demon goodies from Psychic Awakening. And we catch up with Brian Pullen, who tells us about Tabletop Titans getting back on the air and his love for 9th edition. P.S. He's a playtester, so he's got some pretty good information. Well, let's get this show on the road. Some interesting information is coming out about 9th edition, and we catch up with some content producers to talk about the changing table size which we will get into in the second half of the show. First, though, we check in with the one and only Jim Vessel, who drops by to tell us all the stuff about demons and their goodies from Psychic Awakening. Hey, Jim, Chaos Master. I'm joined tonight by Jim Vessel. How's it going? Good, Paul. Thanks for having me on. Yo, you actually wreck and shop with demons. <sighs> I mean, you could wreck shop with any army, but you're especially mm-hmm. known uh, for, for being an innovator on the chaos side. Yeah, my my one my one true and first love and 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 forever love will always be my number one, even if uh, I, I I sometimes go astray. <laughs> well, that's okay. I mean, it's fine. We can we can dabble in other things. But uh, yeah, ancient war and the psychic awakening is bringing some things to demons, and you know, I'd like mm-hmm. to hear what you think about it, and uh, and I guess you know, let me know your thoughts. How does it compare to some of the other things we've seen? Yeah, well, I mean, what we've seen so far is pretty interesting. I think um, it's from what it sounds like, uh, you know, we, we've seen the um, table of contents on the GW site. So it does look like they're going to have uh, new rules for all the greater demons. Um, looks like there's a few pages of stratagems and some uh, some additional additional things like that. So, um, you know, I think obviously the, the biggest thing that demons need right now is a reason for us to, to take um, things that aren't like like the core troops i think a lot of times when you see demons in a list whether it's chaos uh like uh in a thousand suns mix list or chaos space means as you know you got some really great characters in the army and <clears throat> and then you got usually troops like blood letters or horrors or plague bearers those are usually kind of rounding it out um and you know they're very good at pr- uh, produ- or nerglings which are kind of mvp units so i really hope um, you know, the book gives us some, uh, some good reasons to take some of the other things, those elites, fast attacks, the things that you just almost never see on the table. So that's something that I'm really hoping for. Um, the other thing is I'm excited to be able to play hopefully with my greater demons. I know those are also a unit that, you know, they, they're definitely not bad units. They're not like, you know, they're not S tier, A tier when it comes to like things that I want, but you know, in certain, in certain lists, in certain situations, the greater demons can add a lot to list. And so I'm really hoping the rules, uh, for the exalteds. Um, add, you know, just another little bit to take them over the top where we start seeing them more. Um, what I've seen so far is pretty promising. Um, obviously, you know, anytime they, you get free rules for, um, for a, a unit just to make it better, um, it's always a good thing. So, um, you know, fingers crossed that we start to see some of that stuff. 
What do you think about the great unclean one getting seemingly faster? Yeah, I mean, like, it's definitely an interesting uh, rule. Um, <laughs> the, the, I think I think the thing with the great unclean one is like, when I think about like the role of a great unclean on my list, it's not like the first thing um, in front of everyone running through. Like, I definitely feel like it's a bit more of a slow and steady march um, with the rest of the army. So um, it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, the nice thing for that is that it works off a deep strike. So you could deep strike your great unclean one and then only needing like an eight to, to roll out of deep strike. I think that could be a really fun use for it um, versus a nine. So maybe you're going to put that great unclean one in deep strike, which will help them survive a bit more. Um, and I think, yeah, so I think that's like a really, really good use for it. The uh, the spell thief list also for Zinch um, is really devastating, especially with all the gray knights we're seeing. Uh, being able to basically uh, steal psychic, psychic spells and, and prevent your enemy from casting them. Yeah. I think that, that See, can be really devastating. People have mentioned that they don't think that that's really good. And how could it not be good? Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, a Lord of Change gets plus two to cast normally. So, sorry, plus two to cast and deny. So all of a sudden, um, you know, if he, you know, if you if you put him in a position where he's going to be able to, uh, den- like, take up a large part of the board, remember, deny is a 24-inch bubble. So say you put him in a in any two one-third section of the board, he's basically got a 48-inch kind of aura uh 40 inch from edge to edge of his uh base to deny stuff and so even if like you know as, as you mentioned some people can kind of move their models away that does you know anytime you are able to force your opponent to move in a way that you want versus the way that they want um that's gonna be really powerful and you know from what i from what we're hearing with ninth edition it sounds like monsters are going to get a bit of an upgrade with how they interact it also sounds like some of the train rules might be a bit more favorable for blocking line of sight and getting those monsters there uh, alive. So, you know, there could be situations where that Lord of Change is able to maybe sit in the middle of the table uh, behind a piece of terrain that he's able to hide behind that, you know, maybe in current edition, he normally wouldn't have been able to. And from behind that is able to basically deny half the board um, and, and, and or at least threaten half the board with this, this spell power. Uh, and, you know, if you're Eldar and you lose a thing like, guide or quicken or if you're gray knights and you lose something like uh astral aim that's pretty devastating like to lose some of those spells even losing a smite um on your gray knight squads that that's pretty good like if 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 i was able to stop my opponent from casting smite on all of his a bunch of his gray knight squads that's pretty cool that's a pretty cool ability yeah i I think that a lot of armies when they take a psyker they'll have the one power that they need to kind of be their the gas and the engine on one psyker and yeah, they, I have a, don't, they don't have the points to take another as a backup redundant of the same power. Yeah, and like, you know, besides Grey Knights and Eldar, most of the other armies only have, they're not super psychic heavy. So being able to maybe kill a to jump out of an orc army or being able to like, you know, remove some of those the, the additional saves out of a guard army. So there is there is armies where losing that one or or very strong power or, you know, you only, you only really need to go off once. There's definitely armies where that rely on maybe one power like think about or think about playing the mirror match and all of a sudden you take away the warp time on on the opposing chaos player then it's like oh wow now my possessed bomb can't all of a sudden move across the table um and and i've i've changed how that you know um that list plays for the rest of the game so it's going to be uh really interesting and the thing with something like that is uh, the wording, which it says they lose it and cannot attempt to manifest it again in this battle. So say you're playing Chaos, 
they can't use then a spell familiar to get it back again. They can't switch out their spell for it because they can no longer manifest at the battle, even if they get the spell again through yeah. spell familiar. That is pretty exciting. So interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, so. It, from what you've read so far, is there anything that's made you really excited to take on the table that maybe you hadn't been considering before? Yeah, I'm, I have a Lord of Change. Um, it, I painted it. It was probably the first big model I painted. Um, I spent probably 60, 70 hours on it. It's probably one of the best, like, uh, best painted models I've ever painted. Most amount of time I put on a model. I painted every little, uh, like feather on each of the little, like on the feathers, I painted like each like little tiny, like stroke of the feathers. So you can actually see the individual like hairs on the feather or whatever they're called. And it's something that has gathered dust. I play, I used it once right at the start of eighth edition back when index was, uh, a sold with index and I've never played with it again. And so I'm really excited to be able to, to pull it out, um, kind of from the, from the dustbin and, uh, play with it again and now i also have an excuse potentially to, to get some of the other ones i've always wanted to paint one of each greater demon but never really had a good excuse so i'm excited to maybe potentially pick up you know the other three and uh and, and give those a whirl and, and get like a full collection of greater demons i think that'd be really fun man heck yeah jim thanks for checking in with us we'll talk again soon no worries thanks paul that was jim vessel and it sounds like demons might be terrorizing us all once ninth edition gets here Brian Pullen has been making super high-quality content over at Tabletop Titans for some time now. We here at 40K Today were super sad when they had to shut things down due to the pandemic. But luckily for all of us, the boys are back in town, and now that the regulations have relaxed, they are back to making their videos. Brian and I talk about all kinds of fun things and even get a little preview of 9th Edition, because after all, he is a playtester. Brian, my good friend, my good Canadian friend, I didn't even know you were Canadian, learned something new today. Very cool. So over at Tabletop Titans, you guys have started streaming again. You want to tell the users like kind of how that came to be and what you guys are doing? Yeah, we um, we stream live games pretty much once a week, every Thursday. Um, and we it was such a big part of our lives. We love doing it. But as soon as the quarantine hit, um, like everyone else, you know, we made the decision to uh, to respect that and to, to to stop streaming. And we were away for about two months. Um, and, you know, we were keeping an eye on the kind of local rules. And they in, in our area, we're, we're in Southern California, or sorry, Northern California area. And uh, they are pretty strict rules here. And they eventually let small businesses come back like ours. And and we got right back to it, super excited. And we we streamed for the first time the other uh, last Saturday, where we uh, unveiled the Engine of War rules, and it was just so much fun to be back. We're really glad. Yeah, I think one of the things that I really appreciate about you guys is you have so much passion for the game. It's funny because it's it's bubbling just under the surface, but you can definitely feel it uh. with you guys for sure. It's very, very cool. Um, so speaking of passion, how excited are you for 9th edition? I'm super excited for 9th. I've... Um... You know, I, I love the new edition uh, of the game. I love the uh, I love anytime the kind of the rules change and it becomes a new game. I, I love the the freshness of it. I'm not one of those people that kind of wants it to stay the same. I, I love trying something new, and um, I've been um, I've been on the playtest team for Games Workshop for maybe about half a half a year or so now, um, and so I've been I've been playtesting ninth and having a great great time with it for quite some oh, time. I did. I did not realize you were a playtester. Now, I know Games Workshop is fairly draconian about what you can say about 9th edition, but can I ask you, do you think it's fun? 
Is that a reasonable question? Yeah, of course it's fun. Uh, Warhammer is a fun game, and and you know what? Um, they've they've taken everything that uh, that I thought, you know, and 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 most people thought weren't working right about eighth, and and they've really addressed it, and they really they've unveiled most of that stuff already. And so, um, I I really think that eighth edition is a great game, and this is an update basically on eighth edition. It feels like um, in many ways, and uh, uh, and so I, I'm super excited for it. Yeah, it's kind of in between a new edition and like a 0.5, right? It's kind of a facelift on the game. And what I think is great about it is 8th edition was actually very a very good game. It's like probably the best edition in a very long time. A lot of people might even consider it to be in the discussion for the best edition ever. Um, and what's great is now everybody gets to come into the new, this new edition with a functioning codex. Now, some of them are a little older than others, but we still yeah. all get rules for our toys. And one of the worst parts about a new edition is you know, coming in with like index hammer or whatever, it's just not near as flavorful or as fun. So I, I'm excited about that in general. Yeah. It's, and it's not just a codex. Everyone's got a psychic awakening and, uh, there's a ton of stuff. And one of the things that I think they've really done in the last, uh, few years of eighth edition is they've brought a lot of individual personality to the armies right at the start during index, almost all the armies were very same, same, like everyone had their six inch aura for reroll ones, et cetera. Um, but by the end of the edition now, all of these armies really play uh, according to their their kind of own persona, their fluff. And uh, that's really great. I'm really excited to go into ninth with all of that personality on these factions. Yeah, and I think one of the things that's got me most excited is um, I think a lot of that flavor comes from the stratagems that you're able to play. And just having in general, this is a blanket statement, not always true, but having more CPs available to armies, especially like those poor custodies guys or or the yeah. elite armies that could never actually build you know, like you, you you can't physically build a triple battalion custodies list. Like it just doesn't exist um, unless you're playing like 10,000 points or something silly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think, I think the way they've handled that is fantastic because uh, as you point out, stratagems are a ton of fun and really some of them are required to make units really work or make armies work. And so uh, you never want to feel stressed like, oh, I can't run the army I want to run because I don't have the CP or this, this faction doesn't work. You know, uh, they, they're previewing the, the next Psychic Awakening book, um, was I think, War of the Spider, which is going to have custodes in it. And, and that's, um, you know, even more stratagems for custodes. Great. But, you know, it wouldn't matter if you don't have the CP, right? As you're pointing out. And so I'm, I'm super excited that it'll unlock new ways of building armies and that you'll, you'll have lots of CP for your, your fancy toys. That was Brian Pullen. And we are pumped that the Tabletop Titans is back online. Next up on the show, we sit down with Mikey Herbert and Stephen Box to talk about the new table size and their internet fight over cutting those mats down. This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends you new cartridges. So you never have to think about ink. Save up to 50%. You'll pay less than $5 a month for ink and never run out again. Find out if your printer is eligible and enroll today at hpinstantink.com. Conditions apply. For details, visit hp.com slash Spotify. Today's episode of 40K Today is brought to you by Frontline Gaming. Frontline Gaming is a one-stop shop for all your Warhammer hobby needs, discounted products, American-made gaming mats and terrain, and a full line of miniatures painting service and daily hobby content. And this can all be found at frontlinegaming.org. Welcome back. There's a bit of an online firestorm going on. Hellstorm Wargaming's Mikey Herbert and Vanguard Tactics' Stephen Box have been having a fun debate on whether you should cut your mat down to fit the new table size or find another solution. 
we talk about this and what the new table size might mean for the game and the players and all of us lovers of 40K. I am so lucky to be joined by two titans in the industry. Joining me today are Stephen Box, the best-looking man in all of Warhammer, and Warhammer 40K. Let's let's be careful because you know we do have <laughs> Rufio Symes out there, who's also a very good-looking man, the honest wargamer, and also Mikey Herbert from Hellstorm Wargaming, who is. The biggest troll <laughs> in all of Warhammer 40K. I will take it. The most controversial figure I'll take. Right. Well, well, I really wish you wouldn't introduce me as that, but yeah, I'm going to take it nonetheless today. I'm going to take it. Very good. Today we're going to have a discussion because you guys sort of had a little a little play, a little fun talking about the table size changing and, and maybe cutting your mat or not cutting your mat. And I just thought we'd bring that discussion for our listeners to sort of hear and get some perspectives on what we think about the actual table size changing. So we'll go ahead and start. Uh, why don't we start with Box? Why don't you go ahead and lay out your case, and then we'll let Mikey rebut. Okay, right. So obviously GW announced a new minimum, which apparently I can only read if it's in um, little quotations, quotation marks. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know what that word means if it's not. Okay. Um, however. GW have put forward the new minimum uh, word for table size. So I thought, do you know what? I'll come up with a little solution, which feels nice, looks great, quick and easy, cheap, you know. And also, if for whatever reason, you decide, actually, I've, t- I've tested it out and I want to play with the maximum, then you've got that option too. So that was kind of my uh, little video I made. Yeah. So you made a video basically on how to like tape off your your mat, right? To make it the right size? Well, I didn't want to use tape because I thought that looked a bit naff personally. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to use felt because felt, you know, is a nice little dice rolling area. Plus, because I stream, obviously, for my battle reports and stuff, I want it to look like matte black, you know, so it looks smart and professional. I didn't want to just this nasty tape line. So I thought... I felt it over it. I, sh- I showed the dimensions in which you cut it, and it's you don't need glue. You, don't, you just need a pair of scissors and some felt, and you're good to go. Yeah. Cool. All right. And Mikey, you had the controversial other opinion, right? You said people should just go snip, snip, snip with their scissors and cut it down. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Uh, my The reason I came out with that is because I'm an event organizer as well as uh, someone who films bar reports. Um, so the fact that you can, if you did cut your board size down, which you don't have to do, but it, it could be beneficial. Um, if you if you cut it down, it makes it lighter. So if you've got to move 100 mats, um, it does add up the amount of weight that you've got to shift. And also you can put boards closer together because you could you gain a foot of room on, on a table. Um, for every mat that you cut down because you lose six inches off each side that's a foot along uh, the whole mat so if you've got five mats in a row now you can move them closer and get another mat on the same table at the end um but if you cut it well i i, I did make a follow-up video about five ways that you can um um shorten your mat and i did mention your video as well steve saying how good it was oh thank um, you kindly Mike. i appreciate <laughs> that yeah but one one of the tips which i thought was my favorite was if you cut one battle mat well enough uh, you can use the off cut to lay over another battle mat so it's like one battle mat to save them all nice. <laughs> or just opt you know as we me and you spoke about mate you could supply google with all their mouse mats going forward yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so th- that's a little bit of fun. You guys are both having a little bit of fun at, you know, sort of GW's expense, so to speak. You but, should cut uh, it, though. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there is 
a lot of actual consternation about the board size changing. Why don't we talk about that a little bit? I had Reese on yesterday, and we talked about some of the benefits of the board size changing. Uh, I, I don't. You guys can go either direction if you want to give me some cons or some pros. Let's start with Box. What do you think? Like, what, what are some pros or cons of the new size of the board? I mean, it has. So I've play tested uh, six games now on the new map size. Um, however, I have downsized armies to about 1,800 because I'm assuming there's going to be about 10% increase on things across the board. But it does mean a couple of things, a couple of pros. Terrain, you don't need as much of it, um, or the terrain you do have will fill out a board better. It does now mean that essentially a lot more units become very, very playable, and I'm a little bit worried they're going to become too playable. That's what I'm now concerned with. But obviously, I'm I'm own, I'm still using 8th edition rules to you know, with a little snippets of, uh, you know, what obviously they re-released. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to shake things up. I think a lot of units that weren't playable before now are. You know, the the things like Corn Berserkers, whatever it might be, Alpha Legion moving, double moving in their turn, they're in combat turn. What There's no place to hide, you know, from certain units like Shining Spears. They are going to be everywhere. They're all, you know, they're up in your grill, and you, whether you like it or not. So... Um, there's going to be not that, I mean, uh, spears were playable before, but, um, there were just a couple of things that have really come to mind, you know, demolisher cannons now straight away, they're in range. You can't outrange Tau anymore because they literally have, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to take up all the points, but I think it's gonna, I don't know. I need to play test night before I really solid, put my opinion down, whether I prefer a six by four or the new minimum size. What about you, Mikey? Uh, I've, echo all the points you've already made like things like combat armies whilst you're still going to be starting the same distance apart it's the fact that you can't back up any further you are six inches closer when you deploy like there's no at least like no question about you six inches or you're going to be two inches closer because you can't pull away as far we've only seen one deployment type which is essentially search and destroy and that does make quite a big difference because you lose a lot from your deployment zone because you lose an entire corner section um but yeah, like so gameplay terms, until we see more, it does look a little bit scary. For example, like Death Company using full-on Fury, so they're moving like, what, 24 inches and then charging? They could probably charge the other side of the board, turn one. Oh, yeah, they definitely can, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But I mean, I'm going to play devil's advocate for you guys a little bit here. Sure. And just point out that they could already do that. Um, and sure, you lose six inches off the back of your deployment, so maybe you have to put something in there. But honestly, if you just put a good screen in front of them, and yep. you're like, bring your death company in and kill these 10 guardsmen. I don't care. Kill 20 guardsmen, whatever. Now I get to kill all your death company and I take your queen from my pawn. I yeah, mean, that, yeah. that's that's ultimately what's going to happen in the competitive game, right? People yeah. will just do a better job of screening their deployment so that you you can't get to the bits that they care about. And anything anything that has to be out of range that you just absolutely don't want touched by the death company, there's still room to put those things out of range. And with the new deployment rules, with the new reserve rules, with you able to to put stuff to come in on outflank or whatever just for some CP, you don't have to deploy your entire army. You have options. You can, you know, take those tanks that you don't want to alpha off the board because they're in range of everything on turn one by Tau. Yeah. yeah. Put them in reserves, bring them in on bring them in on two, you know, and, and then do your thing. So there's I see I see where you're where you're going, right? I a hundred percent see that uh the, the board is compressed, but honestly, the game happened in the middle of the table anyway. 
yeah time. just to back so, up your point it's going to be easier to screen stuff out as well because your deployment size is smaller so you're not going to have to spread out as much with uh like chaff units to kind of cover your your backside as it were yeah um so for for the reasons you pointed out as well but i certainly understand you guys have very valid concerns because there's going to be uh, a greater terrain density on the tables because of the smaller sizes. Because terrain pieces were all designed with the bigger tables in mind. So those L's are already a certain size. Everybody already has them. Yeah. Um, so they're just going to take up a larger portion of mm. the board, uh, the corner ruins, everything else, right? And they're introducing new terrain types, yeah. which they have the obstructing rule that they've already previewed. So um, that's also going to give, it looks like, more cover to things as they cross the board. So maybe... Maybe this is going to be more of a melee edition, but then they tell us that they're going to let tanks shoot in combat. So I, I, I'm um, confused. I don't know. I, I can't tell where it's going to go, but I'm excited about it nonetheless, right? Yeah, I'm really excited. I was going to say that I think the terrain rules are going to make and break the new board size because if the terrain rules suck, then the board size is going to really bit, like hamper most armies. We're going to end up with some very quick games. You know, one of my games yeah. was 37 minutes long. Oof. You know, quick. I bet, that, but, I bet that'd be nice to film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much editing, yeah. Um, but the, uh, the the thing that I love about the game currently, pre-night, this is obviously, is how cagey you can play if it's a bad matchup. Now, take away some of that board edge because you're losing like 23%. Is that still going to be on the cards? I don't know. Or are you forced to go down, you know, the gullet of the enemy? You know, is it, I don't want this. I don't want a route one way to play a list. I love having, you know, tricks up my sleeve and, you know, that sort of element of I've got options here and I can play defense. I can play offense because I've got room to maneuver. So I really hope that's still present in the up and coming edition. And I'm sure GW have done that because the, the recent changes they've made over the last sort of two years since eight has come out it's been incredible so i am mm. extremely excited to see what's to come um and you know i'm very open-minded and yeah that's exactly where i hope everyone is you know and I, if you have seen you know the videos on the minimums or whatever it might be and me and obviously mikey joke about it a lot but look play the game how you want to play it at the end of the day but if you want to go to some of these big events like the lbo which correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but they have said that they are going to be moving over to the new table format. Then if you want to be good yeah. at tournaments, get good at practicing on a table format. That's exactly what I preach all the time is, you know, essentially practice doesn't make perfect, but it makes, you know, those form those habits in you're going to get that muscle memory. Yeah, exactly. Like the game is yours at the end of the day. If you want to play at home because and you've got a board already, then play on the board already. You could play on a seven foot by five foot board up until now. No one was stopping you, but no one's stopping you playing on a six by four in ninth. But yeah. if you're going to go to an event and you want to practice for it, which is kind of like the angles that me and Steve are coming from is get ready to play on a small board, small board yeah. gang, rise up. That's it. I know the events I'm planning on running in the future, they're going to be on a small board. So yeah, you've got to move with the times. Well, I mean, Mikey even touched on that, right? <clears throat> all all of the major events have already announced that they're going to the smaller board size and using the GW missions, which I think is great because mm -hmm. having everybody across the world standardized on the same mission set is going to allow us to better compare players across different locales, which will be fun, I think. Yeah. Uh, there yeah. won't be this weird like, well, we never play ETC missions, so we don't know how to play them very or whatever, you know, whatever excuse you want to pull out. Uh, the other thing I think is really great about the board size changing, besides it's going a couple things. It's going to allow event organizers to grow events without growing the size of the event, the venue itself. So yeah. like LBO can can house, I think, an extra 100 tables at the new size in the same size room that it's in. 
So think Which about is, that for a sec- second. It's right? going to be beneficial to everybody. Yeah. yeah. And, and if not, then you've got extra room around the edge to put those dead models, to put those dice so it doesn't clutter up the board, you know? So you've got it's, – it's pros and, you know, I, I only see benefits at the moment, for, certainly from a TO perspective, of how, you know, if we do have faster games, then we won't have, you know, such issues with slow play. Or maybe we can – in UK, we play five-round tournaments, don't we, normally, Mikey? So mm-hmm. this means – Maybe on a Sunday we can get that third game in, so we can have six round events. You know, the I think there's so much to be gained from this. So I'm extremely excited about what is to come in the future, and I can't wait to see. I just want it out now. You know, I've got this hunger to play. <laughs> mine, you know, yeah. Hey. Nobody, nobody wants to play eighth right now. Let's be honest. Like we play yeah. because we're addicts. It's kind of like getting our fix, but it's not as good as like you know the new the new the new drug we want, which is ninth yeah. edition. I do feel a bit sorry for GW releasing these psychic awakenings because everyone's a bit like, yeah, but what about ninth? <laughs> they're like, no, what about this new book that's coming out? And everyone's yeah, like, yeah, but what about ninth edition? Yeah. <laughs> Last thing I want to get your guys' thoughts on, because you're both you're both content producers and so you're both invested in the overall growth of the hobby. One of the things that was pointed out to me is the new table size is actually a standard IKEA table, kitchen table size, yeah. which means if people want to play the game and engage with the game at home, that it's going to be an easier transition. They don't have to go get like, you know, boards to put on top of their board to play at a proper size. They're going to be playing the same game as everybody else right on their kitchen table, which means it's going to be a more approachable game and bring us more players and help the game grow which is good for everybody because, as I say all the time, high tide floats all boats. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, well, I, I'll quickly go in first, Mikey. But, yeah, I used yeah. to work for the National Governing Body of Volleyball. And if you want to improve the peak of your, like, elite section, then you need to work on your grassroots. Grassroots is so important for the success of any sport, any game out there. So I completely am on board with that. And, you know, this, that's exactly why – um, you know, I set up my channel was to help people transition from, you know, playing in their gaming club or playing with their mates to going to an event and playing at tournaments. You know, I help the transition between those standards with absolutely everything I do from my free services, you know, content to my paid product. Um, that's that's what I'm all about, you know, whether it's helping sportsmanship or whatnot. But, yeah, I think this is a great step in the right direction. And no doubt we rise the bottom, everything, like you said, there, John, you know, we'll, we'll have a bigger elite pool at the top. That means more competition. That means, you know, we will improve each other's gameplay. Yeah, totally agree. I, I, but I was going to say, I've got a pro and a con about the smaller board size in that regard. That The pro is, is that you can play at home, you can practice for events at home, and it's, as you say, it's easier. It's like an easier way to get into the game is that you can roll a mat out at the correct size on your, on your table at home and practice with a friend. And, you know, you won't need as much terrain and stuff like that. I think a couple of people have come to me a little bit concerned that own game stores or gaming clubs. The problem is, is with making it more accessible at home, they're worried that people are going to stop going to game stores or maybe stop going to gaming clubs because they can't play at home. But I, I suppose it's finding that balance where if you play at home, you play with someone you know, but if you're going to go to a game store, you might be able to play someone new. So... It's just something that people are concerned about. But, I mean, it's only going to grow with a hobby. Just make sure you support the people who supported you until then. Yeah, I think just to quickly touch on that one, it's all about, for me, it's the 
it's about the environment that you play in. Um, yeah, yeah, I can play at home, but do you know what? There's something quite unique about playing at your local gaming store. You get that little bit of extra, I'll buy myself a nice coffee or a nice drink or, you know, some snacks, whatever. There yeah, is exactly. something certainly, re- or playing on a different table with different terrain, or maybe you play against somebody different you haven't played against before. There's certainly, the environment adds to it, you know, the opportunity to buy some, you know, pick up some paints, whatever it is you need. It's like, I can't train at home, but I love going to the gym. I'm still doing the same stuff, but there's just something about the environment around doing it with, around other people that are doing the same thing. The environment, you know, spurs you want to be better. So I think, yeah, that is definitely probably a concern, but I think there is still something quite unique and special about going to your local gaming store and playing it. It just gives you that little bit of extra, you know, like, like going to Warhammer World, isn't it? It's like, yeah, that's exactly. That's it. I that think it's special. I, 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 I think what store owners are kind of just thinking though is just like don't forget where you came from when the new board size does come out and you can roll it out at home. Just go yeah. and support your local store, basically. That's all I'm saying. And I, I will I'll just close out with echoing that. If you should absolutely support your local game store because they're the ones that built this hobby from the ground up, um, along with GW's help. And thanks, guys. Really appreciate your input. Hopefully, people start to see this board change in more of a positive light because I really think it is going to be a positive change for everybody. Yeah, it's just going to take a little time to get used to the change. Okay, there we go. Lots of great discussion, and I hope you all enjoyed it as much as we did. Mikey and Steven are great guys, and they have a lot of perspective to offer. Make sure you guys check out their their content production, which is linked in the show notes below. Uh, both Vanguard Tactics and Hellstorm Wargaming produce a ton of content about 40K. Okay, here we go. Time for the best song on this podcast. It's that special time. It's time for Model of the Day. It's the, the model of the day, the, the model of the day, the, the model of the day. Every day during our regular weekday show, we feature a model of the day, and we've been able to show off some stunning work this week. This week's model of the week is one you might have already seen. Today's model is by Dolphar on Instagram, a Primaris captain of the Sanguinary Guard. This is the model that sort of has his leg up on train and he's leading forward. It's very evocative of like just finished the battle, right? Holding his helmet at his hip. And he's got those stunning uh, sanguinary guard wings. The gold armor is amazing and the wings are beautiful. But really the centerpiece of this model is the face. It is angry and exhausted and bleeding. It is absolutely perfect. It's got so much character in it. Uh, the, uh, the artist has given his character a name and a story too, which makes for great reading. And you can find that on his Instagram, which is linked in the show notes below, or you can come to our Facebook and find the model if you want to find it that way. Now, special note, if you have a model that you'd like to see featured on the show, uh, there's a couple ways you can do that. The easiest way is just to use the, uh, hashtag 40 K today, um, hashtag or the pound 40 K today on Instagram and we'll come find it. Or you can always submit photos to us through our our Facebook. We're, we're happy to, to look at people's models and we're looking for cool stuff to highlight. We love doing that. And that's it for today. Thanks for joining us. A big thanks to our content producer, Alex Painter, our social media superstar, Tanya Gates, and our technical producer, Seamus Ronan, for all their hard work once again in putting this program together. If you liked what you heard on the show today, make sure you come check us out at 40ktoday.com or on your favorite podcast platform. We do a 15-minute show every day of the week with this kind of information that was found in today's show. We'll see you next week. Until then, for the 40K Today team, I'm John Damaris, and that's what's happening in 40K Today.